Hello and welcome everybody to the Digital Basement. My name is LHS and I am your host. Today uh, we have a very special guest. We have one of my favorite players in the SPL. We have Ataraxia. How you doing, bud? Oh, am I really one of your favorites? I'm, I'm good, thank you, by the way. How are uh, you? I'm doing well. And yeah, you are. So uh, I, got into, I got into Smite Season 3, right? And I remember like... I got into it because the spring fling happened and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll watch this. And then it was like the whole cold debacle happened. And they're like, Oh, watch the SPL and we'll give away some free stuff. It's like, I've got nothing going on. I'll watch the SPL. And then I fell in love with the SPL. And I remember, I don't know why, but hungry for more. was just like, I like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, like you guys, you know, were before you guys had the turnaround. And I was like, you know, I believe in them because like, I, I had heard like a brief snippet of like the story behind you guys and how you like what you had been through. And I was like, yeah. I, this so this was with uh, with Zinden on the team during our very impressive loss streak. Yes. Yes. The it worst that's my I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's what got me hooked as a as a Nate fan forever. Oh, well, that's how you know you got a diehard fan, you know, like someone who's right in there from the start when it couldn't have been any worse yeah uh and then so i, I was down with you guys then and then you guys got picked up by obey and i just loved it even more like i think i was like like my favorite moment of last year uh in regards to like smite has like hands down has to be at worlds when the crowd started that obey chant me too man that's uh like, oh. That's been one of my favorite things for any crowd related thing. It's it's an, it was so awesome to hear that. It it was. It was like that was like my moment of like, oh, esports is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like that was just like too, the, the solidifying moment. Oh, I'll never forget it. Oh, but so speaking of last year, uh, a lot a lot happened for you guys. You guys you guys had the dot come out from Spiff. Uh, I, I guess that's like a good place to start. Uh, were you surprised with how well that turned out and how well it was received? Um, kind of, because this was this was the first thing that Spiff had ever done. Um, that was, I mean, obviously he'd done his his shorts on YouTube and his Twitter comedy stuff, but this was the first thing that I'd seen anyway that he'd done a, a serious take on it, and it was incredibly impressive. I was so honored not only that he chose us to do the story on, um. But how well he did it. He did it like more justice. Like his version of it is better than the actual version, you know? <laughs> Not that any of it's made up, but the way he tells it makes it I could never tell it as well as he did. Right. Um and that was it was awesome to to actually for someone not only him to care enough to want to do it, but for so many people to want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was fantastic, you know, that people found it so interesting. Yeah, I, on, it, all I do is play a game. Yeah, like I love it just because like I said, like I started in season three. So like there's like all of that history in Smite that, like, I have no idea about, you know? So, like, and, like, you, I can go back and watch some of it, but then, like, you don't get the full experience of having been there, right? Like, I, I no. can I can know events happened, but then watching, like, Spiff's doc on what happened with you guys, it was, like, I got a better appreciation for it. So, like, on that end, it's, like, it made me fall in love with you guys as a team even more because I, like, understood the story fully now. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to it, and uh, I, I think he did a fantastic job, honestly, if you missed it. I think it's it's the perfect blend of nostalgia for those who went through it, and uh, I think he captivates what happened very well, so anyone can kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, if if you still have not seen the out-of-nowhere doc that Spiff did on Obey, like, 
where have you been and what have you been doing and why are you watching this show first off like how 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 have you reached this point in your life uh definitely don't even watch it for the story though watch it for spiff like honestly he has he has a future he is so talented everything that he did for that one he then learned and improved Mm -hmm. and made it even better with the with the barry and jeff story it's uh but you know, just for him, you could you could watch it as an appreciation of his work rather mm-hmm. than the stories. It's fantastic. Yeah, He's I, definitely got a future in that in that industry. I think. I think that's one of the things that like Smite as a whole has kind of missed out on. And I guess like Smite is younger than like your league and stuff like that, where they do the esports docs more regularly. But you know, I I would love to see more people kind of learn from that and like some spotlight because there's like a lot of cool like underpinnings for like the storylines and stuff that happens in Smite and like a lot of people like there are people who don't you know follow everyone on Twitter they haven't followed like the rise of and fall of players or like where players have gone and like that kind of stuff could really get people more into and more uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's like attached to invested invested yeah more invested (laughs) in the players and the scene and everything Uh, definitely want to see more content like that uh, I'm with you on that one, man. I think it's <laughs> it could only be good, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So apart from the doc, uh, last year you guys had in season three, you guys had a, you know a great run. You went all the way to the championship match. You guys took energy all the way. Uh, unfortunately, didn't break your way. It was still, I think, last year. I, I don't know. Maybe you feel differently about this, but I feel like last year's games were. Just in a, like a different class, they were a lot different than this year's games. Uh, like I think I enjoy like at Worlds this year. I think I enjoyed like the scene and the community, whereas last year like I was into every game. Like my butt was in a seat. Yeah, I felt that way as a player as well. But it's hard. Like we had such a um, disappointing run this year, as in we pretty much stumbled on the first team yeah. that put up a fight, and that really. Uh, that stung a lot, but whereas last year, uh, the year before, we uh, kind of fought two for nail through all the. We had like such a hard run, mm. uh, retrospectively, because we started off with the international teams, then we had to play Saw. Uh, we played Saw, we played ALG, we played Eager, and then we played NRG. Mm-hmm. I don't think any team played as many uh, EU NA teams as we did, and that, every set was you know was sick. So it was really really enjoyable to do. Um, whereas on um, you know the most recent year we just lost to United. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, we, we don't have to though. We can we can brush over that one. No, I think happy I, to I, drink and forget I, that one. I think we do have to talk about that, but mm. we'll we'll focus on the good stuff a little bit. So last coming into the season four, uh, what was the feeling like? How was there was there a different feeling coming from you? Like were you like you you've kind of brushed past a plateau you felt like you may have reached and you were like this is we're at we're at a new level um ah not really i was i was really upset um naturally that we'd come so close again and lost uh but more so than that it was the performance and how things broke down in the finals i think the team um irreparably changed after that because obviously uh there was we ended up kicking frezzy and harry ended up leaving Due to uh, issues between him and Twig, and that was a that was a rough moment for me personally because I really get along with Harry. Like I think we mm-hmm. see the game in the same way. We click really well, and having having him leave the team, 
that really sucks, honestly, at the time. And it was great to play with Maniac, and it's great to play with Zelia, and I love both those guys, as I love Harry. And I'll never, you know, in my eyes, they're, they're all different, you know? None are better than the other. But at that, at that point in time, I was very upset to see him go. Um, and it was just kind of recovering from that and then finding the roster that worked after that. Because it was a, a daunting task to have to replace both your support and your solo, especially when they both played very well. You know, say yeah. say anything you want to say about Frezzy, but Frezzy played amazing at Worlds. I think if we won Worlds, and that if that final set didn't go the way it did, and Frezzy kept it together, mm-hmm. in my heart, he was MVP. I, I I will preach that to anyone. I don't think I'd, Harry played insane in that final set, but tournament wide, I'd give it to Frezzy. Yeah, I, but we didn't win. Um, yeah. We didn't play well in the final set, so but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> uh, so you know, daunting it was like to find replacements for support. And so, I mean, I feel like you guys kind of. Out of every possible scenario, I feel like you landed on like the number one best option. I mean, you guys picked up a Milzy and then Maniac on top of that. It was like, I mean, obviously there are questions like Maniac, like, all right, well, you know, he's been out of the game for a little bit, and then a Milzy. I, I don't know. I I didn't really encounter too many questions on a Milzy. I feel like I feel like he, the only thing people had to knock against him was like, oh, well, he's young, and like, well, there was there were risks associated with both. As you said, Maniac hadn't played competitively for nearly a year. And the little bit he had at the end was not solid. Uh, the end of season three, he felt very burnt out. The squad he was on was not, um, wasn't really performing that well. It was the old fanatic one with Jiffy when they kicked, you know, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he stopped playing. Um, so, you know, does he still have the spark? Does he still have the passion? Can he still play at that level? Obviously, he definitely could. And, uh, you know, playing the, the half of the year with Maniac was awesome. And then Nils as well, you know, like people, I don't, his reputation jumped massively um, between the start of the year and the end of the year. But at the time, he was a huge question mark. He was very young. Um, his competitive experience was very little. And um, his land before, not him personally, but the teams he'd been on, had never really succeeded mm-hmm. for at all. They've always been a mid-level team. And there's just that risk, you know, that what kind of bad habits has he picked up from that? Um, but he, he he was amazing to work with. I've never had an easy time working with a dual lane partner ever. Um, he was, he's without, you know, sad to see him leave this uh, this yeah. year. But, you know, blessing disguise, we got Rafa now, so. Yeah. Uh, God, there, there's so much we got to talk about today. Like, there's, just like, there's so <laughs> m- the, Like, Obey has just had, like, s- the story for Obey this year has been, like, been, like, ups and downs and then twists and turns. And now, like, the question mark of, like, all right, well, where are they going to go now? Like, there's, like, I don't know. There's like a lot of hope, I guess, it's like as a fan, really. You know, I'm like looking at you guys. I'm like, getting too old for this, though, man. I just want a stable <laughs> roster at this point. <laughs> I can't, if someone else leaves, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be me, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people are I looking. At, people are looking at Twig after the Osiris jungle. I think like he's nah. he's he's the target. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't kicking anyone. So as the year went on, like, I mean, you guys obviously had the question mark starting at the end of the year, and then you know, Maniac. Like you said, obviously had it had it still in the tank, came out really dominant. You guys won, you guys won the Smite Masters in the spring, right? That's that was the like the we did, yeah. moment, yeah. And then we won the uh, the SPL uh, league, the online portion, and then we went to the LAN and won the LAN as well. How, how did it feel to like go to that LAN and just win it all? And 
Oh, amazing, man. It was, we were very confident going into it, honestly. We felt we understood the meta much better than anyone else. I think that showed. Um, mm. I think energy at the time, even though they were a bit rattled after uh, after how that online split, I think they played better than us at the tournament, if I'm being honest, because that set, if you watch it back, the first set we had at the tournament uh, was not good by us. And I feel like we only got through because we understood the meta and the characters better than NRG did at the time. But I feel like they played it better. Mm-hmm. Um, they did kind of throw one of the games, but then we threw one of the games too. So, but um, after that game, I think it was all smooth sailing from there. The dig set was very exciting because they were our closest competition, and I think both teams played really well in that set. Um, but that was that was a great land. Yeah, it, season four was definitely in the terms of EU. It was like it was so neck and neck. Like the top three, top four spots were like very fluid. It felt like, you know, even Dig would dominate like the online portion. Then all of a sudden, like here comes rival, you know, at a land and, you know, slapping them around. And like you guys were in and out as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch EU smite last year just to see like, all right, well, it's anybody's ball game. It really felt like. Yeah, it's going to be even crazier this year based on what we've seen in scrim so far. Um, I would, you know, I would not count any team out right now. Really? Uh, I, I, I said, all, I all said, six teams are going to be taking games off each other. I said really, like in like that sounded a lot more disrespectful than I meant it to be. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just based off of um, what is it? Uh, I mean, I guess there's one roster. Has the last roster been announced for? Um, I think they've all been announced, right? I don't. I haven't used. I've known since day one, so I don't want to spoil anything. Right. I'm gonna. All... I'm gonna hop on Twitter just to make sure. I think that. I think it has, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure. Yes. All right. So mouse, mouse esports. You got that squad. That's the squad that I have the most question marks around. I think. Right. Okay. Uh, just because of, you know, I, I'd heard some mumblings about you know who was going to be the mid laner, you know, in the end it's big man. And then you've got yeah. Nika coming back uh, as a solo laner. I do love for the big man in mid transition. Um, I think for me yeah. personally, um, big man is a fantastic player. Um, I know he cares a lot and he's got the attitude to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I, I never rate him as a support player at all. I think he had a very selfish play style. Um, it was quite similar to Nils, but I think he was just he had less experience. I think he is who he could have been like Nils. But he's going through the growing pace period. But I think playing a carry role is so much better for Big Man because he's got that mentality already. Mm-hmm. He can hit his stuff and he knows the game. So I'm, I like, I am super excited for Big Man in this in the season. I think that if his team does well, he's going to be, you know, people are going to be chatting him up, saying he's, you know, a, a hot talent. Yeah, I think out of all the teams, as far as like expectations and versus upside and everything, I think I think that's the team to watch is because Nika at one point was like the star you know, prodigy child in solo and then kind of fell off with sanguine and played every other role besides solo. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see if he like kind of comes back and takes that mantle again of like, okay, he, he's actually good in the solo lane and just how everything else kind of shakes out. There's a lot of like changes. I, I imagine like synergy and, you know, w- within that team that'll have to be ironed out. But I mean, you guys are the poster child. that's like, yeah, synergy can come pretty quickly if you, if you work at it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys played throughout the year. You played really well, uh, and then you came time for Worlds. You guys were sitting mostly pretty. How did? How did? What was the feeling going into Worlds this year? Uh, kind of versus you know previous years of when you've made it. 
Um, so going into Worlds number one, uh, we lost like ninety percent of our scrims against um, at the time Fnatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we felt a bit uneasy going into that one, and our confidence built through the event, and we ended up doing really well, including beating Fnatic um, or the SK at the time. I can't remember. It might have been either one, either yeah. the same. Before team. my time, I can't um, help you. <laughs> uh, and then season three Worlds, we had like a we were scrim partners with NRG because there was only two EU teams who qualified at that point. Mm-hmm. And our scrims went pretty even, uh, but we felt very confident against teams that weren't NRG. We still felt confident against NRG because we'd beaten them half the time in scrims anyway. Um, but against other teams, we felt that we just, NRG and us had figured out the best way to play Smite. We'd taken it to a new level. And I think that showed because both teams dominated NA that year. Um, so we felt confident against everyone except for them. And then this year, we had the weird situation of there were more there were more EU teams? There were, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was only two NA teams, more EU teams. And we had won, and it, uh, it was a bad amount of scrims. As in, like, we'd won way too many. So we mm-hmm. didn't even know what... We were running Bastet solo at Kazembo Jungle against NRG and Rival, and beating them both. And uh, at that point... We, it's, we we kind of, it, it's so hard to figure <laughs> out what's actually good, you know? You say Bastet Solo, Kazembo yeah. Jungle. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know? Uh, so it was very uneasy going in because we felt like our scrims had been poor because we'd won too much. So we weren't, you know, the best way to learn, any any top team will tell you, is to lose scrims. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot more from a loss than you do from a win. And I think we won over 80% of our scrims against both teams combined. Um, and it was a bit, it was a bit tricky. So we didn't really know what was uh, what was good, and we we got a bit arrogant, I would say, um, especially because we paid no mind to, or at least I didn't, but we didn't pay any mind to how NA played. We assumed we were doing it better because we usually do. Again, you can hear the arrogance right there. Right. Um, yeah. But we were wrong. They played it better. They had the better way to play Smite, and we should have paid more attention. We should have tried it in scrims. The funny thing is, is that we were playing against Rival a lot, and we compared Rival to United, who we knew would be facing, because they have a very strong solo jungle side. Mm-hmm. That's usually the side of, of the map that Rival rely on to win. If Deathwalker has a bad game, they usually struggle to get in because he's their main frontline. And uh, we think we thought it would be the same against the United. And they played the same style, but United did it better than Rival did. They took it like that extra step. So we didn't even mm-hmm. try the style that United played or Rival played because we would beat Rival with the way we played, which was leaving solo alone. Um, and that kind of screwed everything up. And we should have, in hindsight, all that scrims, it doesn't really matter because we should have just changed our strategies against the United, but we didn't. We did the same thing three times in a way, uh, three times in a row and lost, which is uh, real yeah. stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but Pro tip, so don't it was a mix. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a mixed feeling, um, but mm-hmm. I would say uh, it was arrogance, honestly. we Arrogance in our practice leading up to Worlds and arrogance in our set against them. It was a, a very poor form and something I'm deeply embarrassed about. There, the moment where I was like, I mean, it became the moment came very quickly, but it was just like, oh, this 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 could be very bad. What well, I think it was game one uh, with Polar and Mike getting the the kill in mid with his horrific emblem on Fafnir, and that was yeah, oof. that was a rough one as well because we knew that was a possibility and we just didn't um, we didn't pay any mind to it really. I think again, it came. Into, we really, genuinely thought. I can't. I think everyone on the team at one point or another said we shouldn't really have too much of an issue with the United. 
um, we completely underrated them and we got smacked for it. It's uh, as I said, I'm very ashamed and embarrassed about it all. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting to hear that you say you were running Bastet solo and you know seeing how Bastet became such a, like a pivotal character for United. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine if we just went off uh, off the start of the gate with a wild shot like Bastet solo in Kazembo jungle. Right. They'd have no idea what's going on. And then Ugh. you know because we had heard from you know I think at, right after their worlds like Zayo was like we had so many strategies we didn't even try and all this yep. and like so the the question's always been like since then it's like well what did what did Obey have in the bag is this is this talk and then now you're saying Bastet solo Kazembo jungle and that's we we had a, we had a ton honestly yeah. we practiced because we were winning so much. We would, you know, say, okay, we can rely on this. We can practice some more. We do it a bit more, and we we do it so We experimented with more stuff. You know, the more you win, the more confident you feel. The more mm-hmm. you can feel, you can try other stuff out. So we ended up trying a ton of stuff out, and then did the same thing three times in a row. Oh, not uh, good. Bad yeah. stuff. It it felt like I don't know. It, it kind of felt like you guys had had the same. I don't know. Downfall. I I don't know how to you know word it the right way right now, but. Looking back at, I think, Valencia, because going into Valencia, you guys kind of ran that, the, the double warrior solo jungle, right? And you guys played that to like a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And Rival kind of forced you off of that strategy, and that's where you guys kind of faltered. Yeah, I think the summer was, I, uh, we were just very unprepared, I think. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't understand the game as well as Rival did, or, uh, or Dig, or anyone, to be honest. I think we'd, we'd, buzzed out a bit at that point um and we needed to kind of focus up again to, to understand the game again yeah, it good. was it was a weird that we had a very low i don't, it just felt in retrospect it felt like we were poorly prepared uh, our confidence of how we thought the game was meant to be played was not the same as it was in spring and i think we could all feel it was that different mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i mean from a uh, you know a, a person uh, not what am I trying to say? From an outside, you know, perspective, it kind of looked like you guys were like, you guys had had your strategy and it was working, and then nobody really was banning it away, because like who bans a bunch of solo laners, right? Like that's just not something people do. Mm-hmm. And then you guys punished them, and then finally somebody was like, "No, absolutely not!" And <laughs> you guys were just like, "Oh, oh, they did the thing. Nobody's been doing the thing." Uh, <laughs> and you guys kind of got caught off guard, but. You guys came back strong after that, though, and you guys looked like you were poised to make another run for Worlds, and then it was heartbreak. Ha- yeah. Was was this the hardest one to lose, or? It was, yeah. I mean, it's the hardest for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I feel like we criminally underperformed. We didn't put on even close to how good we were. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't try out everything that we practiced. It felt like everything that was a waste, and we lost in a round earlier, you know? Thought it'd make it easier. It doesn't. Makes it worse. Yeah, uh, it's definitely the hardest loss. I was I was there after the game, and that was one of the hardest things. Like just interacting with all you guys was like, oh, my heart went out, and like just seeing how how much it affected everybody. Uh, as a team, you know, going out of worlds, how how are you guys feeling? Oh, feeling good. Um, honestly, I think that. Uh, the four of us, or the five of us, um, outside of Rafa, uh, we're all we're all good, you know. Like we all still trust each other. We all still think we can be good enough. We've all talked at length about what we think went wrong, which is a lot of things in and out of the game. Um, but that's that's always been our strong suit. Is we've always had an environment where we can talk about those things without getting offended. We don't have to worry about stepping on each other's toes. 
and as one of the older teams were a lot more mature about dealing with this stuff so uh, we're really really we're good with each other and we're super excited to have Rafa on board Rafa is going to bring something that we've not had well you know Prime and I haven't had on our team ever so I'm uh, I can't wait you know I think we're gonna have such a huge year in terms of how far we can actually go as a team yeah I was gonna ask like how does it first off how did how did it feel to like lose Niels like I mean it was almost like right after Worlds it felt like that he was like announced that he was you know no longer kind of with you guys and it was like oh uh, not uh, it was a little unexpected you know just from where uh, he had been at the start of the year and then where he finished and now you know, obviously he's on NRG which is you know it, it, it it's weird to see like I you know obviously I'm not interacting you know at, at a player level but like you know having you guys having lost Maniac to energy and then now having lost, you know, well, I guess swapping supports. Like, first off, is there any bad blood with Niels? No, not between Niels and I. Um, as I said, like, Niels and I clicked so well mm-hmm. online. We're good friends outside of Smite as well. Um, I think the whole thing came as a big surprise to everyone because as we left Worlds, everyone got on their flights home. Niels said, we should stay together. I don't think there's any team, this is pretty much word for word, I don't think there's any team that's going to be as good for me as you guys. Um, and even if NRG offered me, I wouldn't take it. Yikes. And then, to be fair to him though, there was this was not the team that he left to join. Um, is, that, changed since is then. that something we can and talk about openly though? Because I, I know, I know what you're talking up, about. No. Okay, okay. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to bring, you know, I don't want to start it because it's not my thing to talk about, you know? Right. Okay. Um, I can say what Nell said because that affects us and he'll admit it or I hope he would. Yeah. Uh, but that, 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 you know, end of the day, that is the exact roster that he left to join. He did just join NRG mm-hmm. uh, member for member. Um, but there's no, like before he, you know, when he got the offer originally for the other team, uh, he, he talked to me first, you know, and he said, okay. what do you think I should do? And I said, you know, you can't, if someone is even considering it, they've got to, you can't hold hold it against them and i've never held a grudge against anyone who's left the team or anyone we've kicked uh it's not it's not worth it really you know end of the day it's business right if he feels he's got a better shot elsewhere it sucks to see him go um but as i said you know blessings in disguise we've got rafa now but generally it was it was pretty hard at the time but i i really hope it works out for him i know genuinely like nils and i have got a really good relationship so there's uh i I like hearing that about there at all like you said, at the end of the day, like it is, it is business, and like you got to do the best thing for you. And like at the end, like people come first, relationships maintaining that, and like exactly, yeah, that's exactly how I look at it. Mm-hmm. All right, so th- this might be cut from the episode, depending on how this goes. So just preface, guys, <laughs> if there's a jump cut here, you know why. Uh, so talking about Neil's joining NRG, um, there it, it felt very weird from like my perspective because. I was like, as soon as he left the team, I was like, okay, there's no way he goes to NRG. That is the one team that I cannot see Nils going to, right? And so I was like, all right, who is he going to go to? And the only thing, like, this is before I found out about, you know, the team that he was supposed to go with. I was like, oh, the only thing that makes sense for me would be him going to uh, SK with Fumball. And I was like, that would be insane. So that was where I thought. And then if only because I remember the summer when maniac left you guys for nrg <laughs> and emilzy was not a fan of that move at all so now it's like oh nils come on man that's a bad look <laughs> yeah he uh you should bring that up for them and see what he says about it 
but he did do the exact same thing that Maniac did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that's he's a bit older now, so. Cause, well, cause I, I think I think he forgave Maniac wholeheartedly. Did he? <laughs> he was, was this... so mad though. Oh yeah. my! The things he said about Maniac. Yeah, like I and people were like, I I, I, I tweeted something like that out, and people were like, Nah, he was just Josh, and it was just like play for ribbon. I was like, No, Nils was mad. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, we actually uh, we had a bit of fun of this. Uh, when when Maniac did leave, he tweeted in one of his tweets. He did a as soon as he found out. He tweeted, "Money talks, smiley face," mm, yeah, and that I, was in that was in reference because Maniac joined Energy because they mm-hmm. of the offer, which I I completely respect and understand. And again, right. you know, business love Maniac, nothing against that. Um, and then I think it was at the start of this year when we'd got Raffer on. Did Raffer do it? I we all we all retweeted that tweet anyway. All of it. I think even Prime did it, which was pretty funny. Yeah, I remember. We, like, we uh, dug up that tweet and we just all started retweeting it. And then even even Emily too. His current <laughs> lane partner also tweeted it. it was, he got so solid. And then I, I saw it because of Millsy. He, uh, he kind of went off and was like, no, guys, this wasn't about the money. This was about... <laughs> I was like, um, Millsy got caught, dude. <laughs> he just gotta, he's just got to take it, right? I yeah. think he's going to not try to defend it. Just let it go. Maybe if he comes back on the show. To date, we've never had anybody from NRG on the show. We were supposed to have Demi once. And he could only record at like seven a.m. my time, and I, ah. I just didn't. I like something happened like the night. That's that's. Oh my god, that was the night that I was in Georgia, and the place I was staying at while I was interning, the guy threw a party and didn't tell anybody, and it lasted until like three a.m. <laughs> and so I slept through my alarm to like oh, interview. Oh, that was. I'm so mad that that happened. <laughs> But yeah, today we've never had anybody from NRG on the show, so I'll have to reach out to Nils to have him come back this year. We'll have to rib him a little bit. <laughs> you know who you should get is uh, you should get Nils on Nils on as well. But uh, Ro is their coach. Yeah, sure he would have a ton of insight, um, and he'd be you know he's a really nice guy as well. So I think he could it'd be a great candidate. Absolutely, we've, that, that's one of the things that I've like I've tried pushing for on the show is trying to talk to coaches. You know, we've had Alpha Jackal on a few times. He's really available. We've had Slaney. We had Quintosh at one point. We gotta have Hazer on too. I, I've promised him a spot on the show, and it just hasn't happened yet. M- 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 kind of like how you know we offered you the position on the show, <laughs> and then it was a year later before we got back to it. <laughs> we gotta get around to it eventually, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. This is good fun, though. And I would happily come back whenever you want, man. Oh, I love it. I mean, again, you guys are still like my favorite team. So like. It, it it's weird because it's like when I worked at high res, it was like you know being the fanboy, right? Like being around F dot and um, Hindu and all these people that are like I had been fans of, and now I'm working alongside them. And it, it's still kind of like the same way, like with doing these interviews, where people are like, you know, I remember like my first day watching SPL and like becoming a fan of you guys, and it was just like ah, oh. like it, it's just that moment of like yeah, Aww. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh we, we we got a Millsy. There's no bad blood there. I, I, however, you did you specified you didn't have any bad blood with Nils. <laughs> is that saying that there is maybe some tension between somebody on the team with Nils? Yeah, Raffer and Nils, right? <laughs> is that like actually legit? Like, there's tension between Raffer and Nils. Um, I think it's more one-sided um, than actuality, but uh, 
I th- you know, Rafa doesn't, I don't think he holds a grudge against anyone, you know, he's just mm-hmm. having a bit of fun and he, he likes to get a rise out of people, you know, genuinely. You can tell that from face value. Yeah. Um, the way that I like... And it, and it, it rises, nils every time. He, he, t- he takes the bait every single time. It's that youth. Um, <laughs> and he, I think, I think maybe I don't know. Maybe Nils takes it a bit more personally than Rafa means it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about uh, okay. other people's stuff because it's not my place to say, you know. Right, right. I, I the way that I have like always kind of described Rafa is he's like the epitome of like the '80s movie villain. <laughs> like if you were to take Raffer and like okay, that's really good. I like that. If you replaced Raffer with like the main like villain from Karate Kid, I don't think you could tell the difference. <laughs> like he is Billy Zane in that movie. Like I that's the way that I've always likened Raffer, and I would love to talk to him about it. <laughs> he's the guy, uh, the Cobra guy, right? Yeah, he's the Cobra Dojo guy. <laughs> you know what my uh, my name used to be. I don't. For Ataraxia, it was Cobra guy. Really. Uh huh. Yeah. But it wasn't because of uh, oh, well. Karate Kid. Although I wish it was. Was it? They spelled it differently. What was it? What was the reference to? It was a uh, Lost Prophets song. Growing up, they're a Welsh band. You might have heard them. I, but, I uh, know Lost Prophets. Oh, rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> After they, I changed it because of the uh, the lead singer. He had a huge scandal, which was awful. And yeah. even though most people thought it's Karate Kid, and that's where I got the name from, I didn't. And mm-hmm. it was a way cooler name than Adaraxia. Yeah, I. Uh... Further, all I I met the singer for Lost Prophets. Really, Warp Tour, like a month before that announcement came out. (laughs) So I was like hanging out with him, having a good time, and uh, and he like walked walked off and was like talking all the like the Warp Tour kids. And then like the month happened, I was like, oh, yikes! Oh, Oh, that makes a lot of that that connects too well, and I don't want to think about that. Watch a few of their music videos back as well, and it paints a really, really grim tale. Uh, Good band though. That's a good song. Who was that? Yeah, really good. Was the song that I like? Rooftops. That was what got me into Mm. Lost Prophets. That was such a good song. That was a banger. Man, good times. Good and bad times. Yeah, good and bad times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you've got Raffer now. Uh, I'm assuming you guys, like you've said, you've got some scrims under your belt. Uh, mm-hmm. How do how does having Raffer, you know, kind of change the team dynamic a little bit? Because you know, there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about people in, in Smite, and sometimes they, you know, the stereotypes they either turn out to be true, or sometimes they couldn't be, you know, further from the truth. And I think the thing that follows Raffer around is he has that reputation of like being like the voice, the leader. Like he was the guy in Energy who kind of wrangled the personalities and made it all work. That's kind of the reputation that I get, you know, in, in my in my and analysts in the circles and stuff. So like. Is that something he brings to the table that's going to kind of change the way that Obey kind of has an internal dynamic? Oh, uh, that's that's the big thing. Actually, my mum pointed this out to me. Uh, she she uh, when she found out that Rafa was joining, she was like, are you still going to be captain? And I was like, I haven't really thought about that. Hmm. Um, and uh, well, so first of all, with Rafa, I think that his public perception is very different from his person. I've known that for uh, for years um since because we we he lives in manchester so we go to the same airport so most of the events we fly to and from together mm-hmm. and i get to sit down and talk to him a lot um and he's he's not bm you know it's all it's i mean he is but he's also not he's a very nice guy he doesn't have much of an ego at all uh which might surprise a lot of people and he's been very very easy to work with 
um, so far. He's very constructive. Uh, he doesn't rage. He's not impatient. He's happy to lose, which is good. Um, but no, honestly, I think uh, behind the scenes, and you see how people really are, um, I think Rafa is one of the few that you'll be positively surprised about. Whereas I think a lot of players you could be negatively surprised about. But generally, I think Rafa is uh, much better than people might imagine. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, I, I, I would, you know, I had never really interacted with him until Worlds this year. And he, you know, with the early exit from his, you know, energy, he was at the uh, the Ren bar uh, a, a few times. And it was it was nice to, like, sit down and talk to him because um, I don't know if you recall, I kind of had an incident last year with NRG on Twitter. <laughs> I don't actually. You'll have to, you, you'll have to tell me more. You uh, were the voice of reason who calmed me down, actually. So I got. Uh, I have a terrible memory. I forget things all the time. All so right. I, you so sound like a goldfish. I uh, I got. I went to a football game and I got. I, I got a little drunk, and I I was like before the, we were tailgating. We were pregame before the game started, and so I opened my phone up. I go to Twitter, and it was right around the time that like energy had like. They they had been losing. It was like the peak of their frustration and like this like the summer. Fall. Oh, I do remember you were <laughs> talking about the how the inner workings of the team, right? Was that the one? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I well, right. I, adapting had said that you know he he did some tweet like yelling at Hyras about the meta and how they were bad at balancing and stuff. So I quote retweeted him and said, "How dare Hyras not balance around making you look like a great jungler?" <laughs> For whatever reason, he took exception <laughs> to that. And uh, I've been blocked by adapting ML and uh, Yamin ever since. <laughs> I can see why you've had trouble getting energy on the show if they've all blocked you. <laughs> Raffer and Demi and Maniac are all uh, all still on my good side, though. I'm on their good okay. side, I guess. So it, it, it's been funny because, like, there'll be stuff all the time, especially, like, with EU players, where I'll be, like, scrolling through and somebody will reply to something or something like that. And I'll be like, hmm, I wonder which one of my- <laughs> which one of these is like who's saying this like um i had no idea about yemen's uh house when it happened and then like i had, oh, to, right. I had to find out through like people like on the reddit and everything and i was like oh shit like i, I and then like I, I tried to retweet like to awareness because i think he did some sort of like um like wasn't there like some sort of like um fundraiser or something to help try and help him out that was yeah i yeah. then did some streams for it yeah so like i i wanted to support that and everything it was hard because like that one moment it's kind of cursed me a little bit and like uh you you came in as the voice of reason like uh like you were like hey zach i i respect you and what you have to say most of the time i think you need to calm down a little bit and i was like yeah i do remember that one like, yeah. damn it <laughs> if, if nate's telling me to calm down i i've i've overextended myself a little bit <laughs> i reckon if you reached out to them you know, if you if you can, they, yeah. they would uh, they would unblock you. I, I think I think so. I don't think they're great shoulders. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. If you explain that you just did to me, you'll be yeah, yeah. A okay, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll see how this develops over the year. Maybe maybe when I can get to a, a land this year, we'll mm. we'll have some differences. Different. You could also scenario. double down and just call him a bad jungler <laughs> every single time. You know. Maybe we'll we'll have to. I'll flip a coin. You know, like we'll see how we <laughs> want to play this. Uh. I had a point where I was going with this, why this was like tying in, but I, I just don't remember where I was going anymore. It always happens on this show at least once. You'll get to it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so Raffer on the team. Um, yeah, that was really, actually, I, I hadn't thought about that either. Like who's the captain? Raffer's always been the captain. 
but now uh, it is me still. Okay. Um, I think Raph is still settling in um, personality-wise. Like there's been, I think he's a bit more reserved than we'll see towards the end of the year, and I can't wait for him to warm up and see what he uh, really wants to say. Um, yeah. I don't know that for me and him in particular, we are we're getting along very well as mm-hmm. is, and I think we will do because we're both you know we're on that same level about it. But we're very different people. Yeah. Um, and the way we we look at uh, life honestly is quite different and it's i think that we're going to do well for each other you know i'm excited for rafa's influence on my life and my and the way i see the game um and and i, I you know i think that he's he's going to bring a lot to me that we i've never had someone like rafa on the team and i i really wanted to properly settle in and not feel like he has to stifle what he has to say and he can really just be as honest as he wants that's something that i try to bring to the team is to make sure everyone can say what they want to say yeah. and no one feels bad about it and you know it's all honest and communication is super important and all that good stuff but i feel like um, that's been like the identity since i've you know been a fan of you guys like the obey identity as like a team has been like you guys have been like the epitome of like professionalism right like you mm. the, like working at high res is like I, I got to see like some backside of things like over the summer raffer made his like reddit post about you know not listening to pro feedback and then like you know that there was a lot of like controversy going back and forth there and but then like you guys were like yeah we'll we'll, we'll submit feedback you guys like were sending emails and things like that and just like very nice behind the scenes kind of stuff and (laughs) watching you like in particular like you're a very positive voice in in the smite community and in within the smite esports community i feel like like you, I can. I think I can count on a, like one hand the amount of times I've seen you like make a negative statement about where you know what high res has done or a balance thing or something like that. And it, it's been kind of refreshing to like have this one like ray of sunshine voice coming out of like what's usually you know a bunch of retweets of like the Sunder picture. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a lot more negative in private. Um, and to be fair, like I did crack a bit towards the end of. Uh... End of 2017, well, the especially with the out. with the stuff, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think you know, I, for me, mm-hmm. the public opinion, it's in our best interest to push on Smite, and I, I don't think complaining about Smite on uh, in front of an audience of however many followers you've got is is a good move. Right. I mean, it can be, but it's all sometimes you feel like you've got to. But I think just generally, you know, there are other channels to do that, and I just don't, honestly, I just don't like whining. Yeah, I, I can't stand whining when people moan about stuff. I, ugh, ugh. Winds me up. There's, there's the. From what I understand, there's like a Discord now where you guys can like get. Direct, there is, yeah. Get direct uh, big, big shouts to Hyras on that one. They've opened this up so we can submit issues. Uh, it's still not perfect. There's still things that we need to work on, but it's mm-hmm. better than it's ever been. Um, and they are really trying. So we have these. We've got these uh, channels. We've got one for God balance, submit stuff there, iron balance, map feedback, matchmaking, and nice. ranked and bugs and bugs in particular. Um, Hyra's Red, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter recently. I think mm-hmm. someone shouted him out. He's been shout outs to Hyra's Red. He's fuck he's so cool and he's so on the ball, you know. Someone submits a bug and he's taking every single step to make sure it's fixed and he's asking for like skin feedback to make sure they're fair and competitive and stuff. He's awesome. Like he's really attentive and he and he just wants to do the best he can. I feel like Hyra's like especially with esports right now, has like really been trying to put their best foot forward and like really reorganize things and get things back and like all right we th- this is like a very important year for the game and the esports scene as a whole and like there's been a lot of positive 
changes, at least at face value too. There was like a lot of turmoil when Cooper first like took the mantle for Dan, but now I feel like after the initial growing pains and everything that was rough to start with, like things are starting to get a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Um, this year is going to be a huge, you know, test with the whole mixer mixer stuff, mm-hmm. but we'll make the best of it, and hopefully <laughs> it works out in the long run. You know. Yeah, I, I that was one of the things like, I when people like. Hey, like I, I think I see this in the Smite community the most, but I mean that's like the community that I'm in, right? So like I can't speak that it's only the Smite community. It's probably a bigger, you know, theme at large with other communities as well. Is whenever there's like a change or anything like that, like it's just so quick to grab the pitchforks. There's no way this could be good, mm-hmm. and like everybody's like dogpiling, like oh this is bad, this is terrible for this X Y Z reason or whatever. It's like, well, hold, hold on, guys. Let's let's look at this a little further. Like that's whenever there's a change or balance, and like when, uh, so when they get announced in the whole mixture thing, it's like, all right, well, you know, these moves don't exist in a vacuum, right? So Microsoft's putting money into Mixer. They bought the rights for you know the SPL broadcast. What else are they gonna do? They're not gonna just buy you know the rights for the SPL and be like, all right, we're done. That's good enough. Like that'll surely bring people in. Like, they, there's got to be some other stuff kind of going. In. It's Microsoft, right? Like, like look at the initial Xbox. That was like that was a proof of concept. Like, we can do this. And then the Xbox 360 is like, now we're gonna put money and marketing and everything behind it. Mm-hmm. And like, this could be the same thing. It's like the same thing with um, like 5.1, 5.2 when they like made like the hundred gold change to uh like Deathbringer and people were like up in arms about like they're not touching crit and I was like, well, you know we still have a whole cycle of, like PTS before this goes live and everything like that. And then it turns out like they, they initially made those changes to like further changes to Deathbringer before PTS even launched. And then 5.3, they redid a bunch of crit stuff. And it's like, come on, deck. Hold, hold on guys. Like, let's think about this like iteratively. I think it's like people forget about like Smite's an iterative product and it's like changes don't happen overnight to things. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give us some time to uh, settle in, you know, and so they can get all the feedback that they need. So this is a perfect segue. The one thing we haven't mm. talked about, how do you feel about Season 5 so far? I'm really enjoying it. Um, I still think it's a bit wonky in places, um, but that that could be, you know, I've been playing since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> everything that I've known about Smite has changed, right. you know, the most significantly now. Uh, some things still feel a bit weird. Like, for example, uh, the jungler is going to get... I feel the jungler is... He was always extremely important, probably the most important role for now, and now it's doubly more so. Mm-hmm. In fact, in this new one, especially in ranked, um, but like you know, we get double kill in dual lane, and then I look, I press tab, and I see my jungle is two levels ahead of me with a thousand gold. I'm like, but I just, I just got a double <laughs> kill and a first blood, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it swings and roundabouts. Uh, but I am enjoying it a lot. I think the new map is fantastic. The art team did a great job on that one. Uh, balance is shaping up, uh, you know, in a good way for me too. So. I'm I'm loving it, but I do love change. You know, right. I I like when things change for the better or worse. But I think this is definitely for the better. So I was never not gonna like it. To be honest, I can see that as myself <laughs> as a person. I'm not mm. um, objective when it comes to this. Generally, most change I would like, and there's some that well, you know it's not flawless on that rule. Like with the mix of stuff, initial reaction wasn't good. Um, but yeah, I, I do. Uh, I, I do really like season five. I think it's. Uh, I think this is the first time Ajax has gotten to actually put his vision on the game, rather than just trying to take over what other people had imagined for it. So 
and I think he's doing a good job at it. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Like, it, it's interesting. That's like another like point of view that I would uh, wouldn't have thought of like immediately. Like, this is AJ's lead designer. This is this is all him. Like, he had a direct hand in like moving this forward and everything. And I feel like that's something that kind of gets overlooked. And it's like I want to highlight that because that's like a really important point you just made. Like. Everyone's kind of he, the meme is the like to shit on AJ, you know, joust main whatever. But he does get a lot of hate, um, and I think that you know he did do a fantastic job in the season. So, but no one, no one gives him credit. Did they really? <laughs> that, but that's just how it goes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Once your identity cemented like that, it's not changing. What I'm interested, but I think, to I think see. he knows that, and I think yeah. you, know, you can live with that. What, what I'm interested to see is like I've always thought this was like pawn doesn't get hate. If you look at he's, it, he's immune to it, right? Right. So now that he's actually like he made Achilles, right? Is he gonna have community backlash, or are they just gonna accept and love Achilles? Like that's 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 where I'm at. Like this will be the test to see if Pond truly is immune to like the lightning rod of hate. Like uh, I love, Ach- I think Achilles is passive. I just tweeted that before this. I think his passive is sick. I think uh, aesthetically they're doing a great job with him. But his alternate is is but not what I don't know, man. I like I I get that this would be a good test, yeah, because that there is no way that all is ever going to be balanced. Given a tanky warrior, thirty percent execute the chains, is he nuts? Yeah, uh, but he takes more damage, like so. You know, it, it evens out. Ah, <laughs> does it? I don't know, we'll, man. We'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I've been t- I've been talking to people and tweeting out like I can't wait to like experiment with him in support and just like make soul leaners mad. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was gonna be my next question. Is like, I feel like you're the type of guy who uh who really likes to like not go with the grain, like not the meta picks, right? Is, is that who is, me? Is that nah. You, right? uh, how do you feel about like God viability in season five? Is this the best it's ever been? Um, no, actually, I think it's uh probably one of the worst it's been. Really, I think it's a, that's a growing pain. But I think the way the items have gone so far. It's been rapidly changing because of the huge uh, buffs and nerfs that come with items, but I feel like uh, the way that these are going has been changing balance dramatically across roles. Um, but again, as the, you know, they made huge item changes, and the PTS was uh, incredibly short, so a lot of these changes are spilled on if it's alive, and I think that's kind of just how it is. I think mid lane is quite broad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle seems quite closed off at a competitive level. I think in in ranked, I think you can kind of play whatever you want in any role, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think in solo uh, and ADC and jungle at competitive level, the number of viable characters is probably, uh, it, to me, it feels very closed off. I feel like there's a very small amount that you can pick. Like for 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 warriors in solo, uh, after Kukulin, they all seem a bit yeah. bit, bit meh, you know. Yeah. Not really scared of anything else except for Colin, who's just going to come over and ruin your day. But maybe I've got PTSD from her, from Benji <laughs> at Worlds, you know? Yeah, maybe that... I'll always be afraid of Colin <laughs> for the rest of my life. That makes sense. You know, when, you, when you get 5v1s and yeah. you pull it off, like that's that's not going to leave a good taste in your mouth. Uh, I'm shooting him for 60. I'm like, guys, I can't hit him. He's, he's two levels on me and I hit him for 60. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that viability of characters, it's not like any of them are bad, but there's mm-hmm. because of how potent items have become and how the builds are changing drastically, um, I feel like it's closed a lot off. So, so a good example would be in Assassins right now, they get huge, and between Heartseeker, um, 
being like a Heartseeker and Crusher, there is so much front end burst mm-hmm. that having a character that can blink and one shot someone is super important. So, for example, Daji right now um, is is super super good. Like she gets banned a lot and ranked, and she can blink on you and hit you with her one, and you're done for. Same with you'll see like a lot of hate towards Nemesis right now because she can front load her alt to do so much damage with a pen power build. Well, I mean, power doesn't really matter for it, but for pen. Um, that it does so much damage, and you get the heart seek proc onto it too, and it's it's nuts, right? Yeah. And that's that. I think that eliminates the possibility of other characters who don't necessarily have that, at least from what I've seen. That... And same goes for like junglers who used to be based from AA clearing. Now they're really not good. Like Arachne, they gave her a new web, but she still has to AA most of her camp. So versus a an Emesis who can do it and then walk away, Arachne needs to hit it and hit it and then hit it. So it's just to go into the camp, and then what? And it's just a lot more effort for those characters. That's... And then same with ADCs. You know, crit was incredibly like disgustingly overpowered. So you had characters like Rom who could really take advantage of that because he rolls, cripples, and crits on one shot. That person's dead. You know, it's a solo kill right there, no problem. And then other characters had been left at the wayside, like Kurnanos, because they couldn't keep up. And I think that now that crit's dead, Rom becomes less effective. Other characters move up, and it's just uh, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, it's always interesting to see like the competitive side because like playing, you know, at my level, I'm throwing out Yanis jungle, I'm throwing out Chronos jungle, <laughs> like I'm having a great time playing around at this point, you know, and like seeing what mm. works. Like it's it's been interesting because I'm I'm like I'm just a guy who like I hate being on the meta, I hate all this stuff. Like me too, man. Like I. I tried over the week when they had like the triple worshiper thing, right? I was like, I'm gonna, I'm a support main. I have to diamond Ganesh, right? That is like, I have to have that in my back. Like, <laughs> I played like ten games of Ganesh, and I'm like, I never want to see this god again. Like, I played him like all weekend, and it was like, oh my god, like, give me, my, give me my Geb back, or give me like Sun Wukong, <laughs> like, let me play weird stuff again. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm looking at my worshippers now. I've got zero out of fifty on Ganesh. I've never played him. I mean, you're an ADC, like it. That makes yeah, my non-massive page is ninety <laughs> percent um, guardians, and then the new release. My un and Afro, I don't play Afro. Oh, my my non-worship gods are gonna be it's Fenrir, Arachne, Daji. Are you starting to sense a pattern here? <laughs> 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 it's it's auto attack uh, assassins that I'm just not a not a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> but and there's so much fun right now. You should. You've not you've not seen go blink Daji, get your heart seeker and crusher and trans online and then blink one someone and then they're dead. Yeah. I mean I've been a big oh, proponent it's... of uh of Daji. I mean I was having to fight everybody that her attack chain wasn't exactly broken and that she was just busted but nobody knew how to use her. And I just don't <laughs> like playing her. <laughs> like I knew she was busted, but I was like, nah, I just I don't want to do that. The the truth of what I've heard is like Finrear support right now. And I suck as Fenrir, but I definitely want to like Fenrir support. Ooh, yeah. is that an NA? Potentially, an NA feel or I don't know. Like assassin support has definitely been a huge thing. Like Naja, well, Naja is yeah, like good push everywhere. Dual lane is incredibly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'd say this is actually probably the snowballiest, snowballiest dual lane has been in a while. Yeah. Um, like pressure matters so much; it's almost overbearing, which is why I think that God picks have been limited so much because you need to be able to fight. Uh, like, for example, for us, we've not seen much success with Fafnir because mm. can't clear waves. 
So, like, you know, those characters like Fafnir and Ares yeah. don't have a place right now. If you can't fight the TV2 in duo, it's it's really difficult to get going. And that's that would be my my issue with limited picks. But again, you know, yeah. that doesn't really carry over to ranked. And I think that the blessings in particular have really opened up what you can play in every role. And I love that. Yeah. Like you can put whatever you want in solo. If you build a warrior's blessing, you can go toe-to-toe. I think that's sick. You I know what that. my favorite thing to play in solo lane right now is? What's that? Go on. Kepri. <laughs> Ooh. That's a spicy one. I like that. Kepri solo is my favorite thing. You just buy a sprint as your first relic. It's a get uh-huh. out of jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> do you go mage's blessing or do you go warriors? Mage's blessing. Got to get that clear. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. You got. I mean, you got three ways to proc it, so mm-hmm. it's group that up. Really, it's a lot of fun, and people just like don't know Stop what trolling. to do. <laughs> like they're just like, what? Why you're going Capri? Like what are you doing? And then like your lane opponent's just like, oh, it's a Capri. I'm gonna beat up on him, and, and then you. You pluck them. You uh, well, you hit them with your two. You pluck them. You stun them, and then they're dead. And they're just not understanding what just happened to their life. It's a lot of fun. Capri solo, man. Got to try it. Yeah. <laughs> we um. So I've, I'm a I'm a coach for my my college team. Like it's um like intramural type of thing. Okay. And uh, we've I've been trying to like figure out what my team's identity is gonna be. Right. So I've been going, you know, trying to like go off the wall crazy stuff. Like I said, like Yanis jungle has been a like is the truth in my opinion uh but like trying to give them some like actual like traditional team comps we were messing around in scrims one day and we put our mid laner on sobek and it worked okay scary good like it worked too good like we're like this has got to be a fluke right we can't like actually try this again (laughs) (laughs) i just love it like especially at these lower levels like with as long as you like have good communication and a lot of stuff like you can you can make a lot of stuff work. And it's, yeah, it's you a can. Like Kazembo, uh, Jungle, and Bastet Solo. Yeah, I mean, what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, you know, ending, you know, the talk of, like, from last year to this year, talking about the new meta and everything like that, how, how's the team feeling now? You know, you've got Raffrey. Is Are the futures bright for the Obey Boys? Uh, very bright, yeah. The the general take-home message is that we had a lot of problems going into Worlds, um, but it wasn't our skill at the game. We we felt at the time, and I still feel, um, that it was our Worlds to win, mm-hmm. and also our, our Worlds to lose. Um, we've addressed the problems, we fixed them, and we're going to try harder than ever this year. So I'm very excited to see what Rafa can bring to the table for us, uh, how we're going to grow as a unit. But um, yeah, obey all the way, you know? Oh, absolutely! Gonna hear that chant at the end of this year. I'm I'm holding off buying that obey um, the avatar badge thing, just until I can finalize like whether or not I'm gonna be working with you guys. Ah, I again. see. Like, okay. I'm, hold, I'm holding that like against <laughs> Julian. Like you know, I'm not I'm not supporting you guys yet. I mean, I'm probably gonna support you guys no matter what anyway. But you know, I'm I'm not I'm not doing it officially until maybe we get something official going on. <laughs> You should buy like a, an NLG one, you know, just to push them over the edge and be like, okay, okay, you can. Yeah. Start sending screenshots to Julian, like, hey, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> this could be this. This, this could be, be you. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I think I've asked you all of my questions. I think we've kind of rambled a bit and uh, the appropriate amount of ramble. Uh, I would say so. It's been a lot of fun. So Thank I, you for having me on. It's not over yet. We just got one last thing. Oh, to okay. Do. Jo- okay. 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 
I'm ready. I'm ready. What do you have to say? I'm going to give you my little soapbox to stand on. So this is your point to say anything you want to say to the community to, you know, just shout out into the void that it, it, this podcast touches. Oh, okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you for putting this on. Uh, it's my needs more content creators and God knows I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> oh, and I should be, but you know, these, these shows are fantastic and it's awesome that you're doing it. So thank you not only for doing it, but for having me on. Um, Thank you, gentle viewer, for listening. <laughs> Caring about Smite and esports is awesome. Esports is the greatest thing for me on this planet. I love esports. It's my it's my biggest passion. I don't care whether you're like CSGO, Dota, or Smite. So long as you're supporting it, that's fantastic. So thank you for supporting this uh, this podcast. And I hope you're looking forward to Season 5 on Mixer. Even though it's a different platform, and you, know, you might be used to Twitch and you might love Twitch, give it a go anyway. Uh, you might be pleasantly surprised, and Smite is worth watching wherever it is. So make sure you tune in. Absolutely, it, it, I've seen a lot of people saying like, "Well, I don't want to have to create an account if you don't have an account on Mixer." It's literally three clicks if you have a Twitter account. Like I did it the other day. You literally sign up, sign in with Twitter, you're done. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All right. So thanks, Nate, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna see a lot of Obey success, so I can rub it in everybody's faces. <laughs> uh, and uh just i don't i don't know i it's just been nice talking to you we had a good chat and now uh i, I don't want it to end but it has to <laughs> so we can, we can drag it out we can we can make it uh i don't know nah this might just lead to an awkward silence yeah though. that's see, that, that's the thing you don't want to uh, you don't want to you don't want to stretch it out we've reached a good point and now it's okay time to, if you love it. something you have to set it free like whatever <laughs> those kind of things All right, well so, if you ever want me back on i would be delighted to. absolutely i think uh you know we're, we're we're basically grabbing everybody we can right now before the season starts and then once the season starts it'll be more like grabbing people that's relevant to the week to week and stuff and if I know you guys, I know you guys will probably be relevant at least one week. <laughs> I hope so. All right, so thanks for coming on. Uh, if you don't support Nate, you definitely should. He's one of the darlings in the Smite community. Uh, his Twitter is, what is it, just Adaraxia, right? Is it, it's Obey Adaraxia. Obey, yeah. yeah. Got to get the Obey. They've Full committed. Very important. Obey Adaraxia. And uh, you've been streaming a lot lately, right? I have, although I have been absent the last uh, two weeks or so. Um for the I haven't put on Twitter or anything because, you know, if I don't bring any attention to it, then people can't say anything. Uh, but I've been doing work to my house, mm -hmm. so I haven't been streaming. But we should be all wrapped up at the start of March, so stream should continue. This is the uh, proof, you know, hold this against <laughs> me. Uh, after 6th of March, should be back on the regular stream grind. So you can find me at um, Twitch slash Atharaxia. I think it's just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just Atharaxia. Perfect. I, I, it's so nice that... I don't know. Like so we talked to Fumball at the start of the year, right? He's got like five different accounts. Whether it's Twitter, Twitch, his in-game name, it's all different. Really? And it made me mad. <laughs> that, that, that's frustrating. It it is. Like I was just like, why don't you just have this? She's like, oh, it was taken. And I was like, why don't you just change it to everything the same thing? I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, uh, if you are an aspiring ADC, who needs to watch that Barracuda Kid anyway? Watch uh, the real ADC over here, Mr. Adorax. <laughs> Fighting words. Uh, I'll fight for you. I'll fight for you. <laughs> Go watch him. Uh, and then just support Obey. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. And we'll see you next week. We I don't know who our guest will be next week. But in addition to this, uh, we'll also be having... Uh, we'll be talking to Mando Warrior 
and Mollus this week uh, about the Smite Minor League. I told you guys we were going to cover that. So that's going to be in addition to this video. It'll be coming out a little bit later. Uh, and then next week, I don't know, we'll, we'll, who do you guys want us to talk to? I guess that we'll put up a poll and then we'll try and reach out. We were supposed to talk to Variety and then he disappeared after a night of drinking and hasn't answered my tweet since that happens a lot <laughs> to be he's scouts yeah. you know it's just a thing all right so maybe we'll reach back out to variety who knows it'll be a mystery for next week all right thanks for watching everybody and we'll see you guys next time goodbye <laughs>